Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzaff, and with me as always is my co-host, George Rogers. And we are here for, I. it is part three of the 666 Weeks of Horror. We had a week off, uh, you know, we're busy people, shit happens. So um, uh, we're here to, uh, we're going to be upfront honest, we might come in a little short of 13 movies this year. Um, we'll see how the rest of the month plays out, maybe we can squeeze in the you know the two movies we missed um but uh if it happens it happens it's not the end of the world you know whatever um so we still got 10 to 11 great movies we're going to record for the rest of the month so it's not like you know it's all's lost but um, as we all, right. as we always say life happens yeah and also i mean it's what happens when i mean george and i work completely opposite schedules he, he works front half of the week i work back half of the week you know we're also busy people we do things you know what i mean like so Eh, not the end of the world. So, but hey, let's get into this weird fucking movie, okay? Let's, let's get in. Let's get in. <laughs> so we're everybody dig in, heels in, folks. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna talk about this. We're doing nomads, everybody. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. Uh, George and I were, I don't know, six months ago, years old when we found out about this movie. <laughs> not even because so. I was no, it was like July because I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't even remember, but it was. It was recent. It's just, it was 2023 when we found out about this. So, um, and it stars Pierce Brosnan, and we're two big Pierce Brosnan fans. I'd never heard of this movie before. So, um, I would ask George when the first time he watched it was, but I know it was yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> and today it was for me. So, so, so actually, in, in kind of a rare occurrence, mm -hmm. we both. And this might be the first time we've done this on, on on multiverse, where we went into a movie that was not in theaters, right? That we went into blind to review. Like we would, knew we knew nothing of this movie. Yeah. We knew nothing of the plot. We literally went into this blind. As I said, it's weird because this is a thirty-seven-year-old movie that neither of us have heard of. Yeah. I would really have to search the episode lists to see if there was a movie that we had again, not, not a theatrically released new movie that we went in blonde. I'd, I'd have to go back and skim through the previous I, 182 I, movies, I, which I, I, I really think this is the first one, honestly. Yeah. So. And that's not just in the six, six weeks of horror. That's the whole no, damn it. That's yeah, all in, it. in general. Yeah. So, um, but all right, let's let's read some. Let me read some stuff, and then we'll we'll just we'll chit chat about this real fast. So, um, bear with the two of us. Uh, we are both extremely exhausted today. Um, I was at the Phillies game last night, and then decided to watch Ahsoka. <laughs> so I didn't get to bed till like two thirty, and then I woke up at my usual time of like seven. So, and I don't nap. So, and I know George is very tired because when we got back to his place. He was still awake, and that was at least midnight. <laughs> and I ate, and I ate probably a five pound burrito. Yeah, did you eat the whole thing? I ate the whole thing. Very good. Very good. I'm not, I, I'm not ashamed of what I've done. <clears throat> I I didn't know if you had saved half for like lunch or something like that. I, I didn't oh, say no, no, no. <laughs> I had some delicious tacos out that store. So, but, all right, Lord, let's, I would, let's, I would, I, how would I ate that thing on the way to work? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've had a cold. It's good. Um. <clears throat> so all right, nomads. Released March 7th. It's a fucking horror movie released in March. I don't understand this. Um, March 7th, 1986. Uh, one year uh, 
before I was born. Um, George was coming up on his one year birthday. Were you not? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, correct. Correct. So, uh, uh, there is no budget for this movie. It's, <laughs> it's not even listed. Uh, it just says box office of two point three million dollars. I'll assume Directed the budget by- was thirty six cents because yeah. Uh, directed by, dire- written and directed by John McTiernan, everybody. You may know him from uh, Die Hard fame and also and, Die Hard Revenge's fame. And Predator. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> music by Bill Conti. I know that name. Bill Conti is the guy that he, he did Rocky. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gonna Fly and, uh, Now is him. And Bill Conti was also the. He he did the scoring for uh for your eyes only. I know he did I know he wrote the theme. No, he did the whole movie. Okay. Yeah, he did the whole movie. <clears throat> yeah. Um well, there you go. He's still alive. Good for him. Yeah. There you go. Living um, off those living off those Rocky royalties. Yeah. Um totally heard that by the way. <laughs> uh starring Pierce Brosnan. Leslie Ann Down, Anna Maria Monticelli, Monticelli, however you pronounce it, Adam Ant, the music, yes, the singer, <laughs> uh, Mary uh, Warrenov, Nina Falk. Uh, the second second movie in a row we're doing this uh, has Francis Bay in it, so it's you know there's that. Uh, Frank Doubleday, uh, Josie Cotton, uh, Hector Machado, and Jeannie Elias. That's the whole. Half of these people don't have IMDb pages. Yeah, that's the whole uh, whole cast. Uh, It's crazy to think that uh, Pierce Brosnan at this time in 1986 was pretty big on because Remington Steel was a massive show. Uh, You know, at this and this point, he was on the verge of being. Well, actually, this is probably. After he got fucked out of being bummed, because you figure at this point they're probably in production for the Living Daylights. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, well, who knows? Back in those days, it didn't take a full year for it. I mean, this. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, I mean, if this, this came this out, if, 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 if this came out in early '86, it was probably shot in late '85. So he, yeah, so probably. they, so at he he may have taken this movie as just the as the equivalent of like. A drunken one night stand after a breakup or something. After yeah. they told him you couldn't be Bond, he's like, "Oh, I can't be Bond, huh? I'm gonna go be a French anthropologist instead. See how much you like that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, in um, in Arnold Schwarzenegger's memoir, he stated that this movie is the reason why he hired John McTiernan to direct Predator. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I thought this was a pretty good movie. Um. I mean, again, it's it's not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, for as you don't know, I mean, basically, you, the movie is kind of done through flashbacks. Yeah, like um, it's like we thought when we were watching the trailer, it's like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be Pierce Brosnan's wife just harassed by, you know, kind of like, like the Strangers was. Yeah, you know? yeah, kind of like you know, like thugs or something. And then it turns out, as the movie starts, that's already happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like Pierce is taken to a hospital where he dies, whispers something to a nurse. And then now stay with me on this because mm-hmm. I know you're I know you're there. Mm-hmm. Not only does he whisper something to the nurse, but whatever he whispers her, 
gives her his memories of that last week. So uh, it's it's weird that this is the weirdest thing that John McTiernan has directed. His next thing would be an alien who runs through the jungle and kills people. Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, and Carl Weathers. Um in that order. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Jesse dies second. <laughs> Jesse dies second. Yeah. yeah. Bill Duke dies later. Yeah. Um Mac, would you go where are you? Um, Mac Mac. That's ah, um but I yeah, I, I thought this movie was was actually pretty good for a bait and switch, realistically. Yeah, bait and switch. I thought it was good. I I, I thought it was actually de- decently acted by Pierce. I mean Pierce, and Pierce is a great actor. So, yeah. but I mean John McTiernan is a pretty decent director. De- um, decently acted by a French accented Pierce. Yeah. Well, it says here that Gerard Depardieu was Depardieu was supposed to be the actual was the lead actor. I mean, they second, could have just... Second time his name has come up in, in so, literally so, 24 hours. So basically, they didn't <clears throat> hire him, but hired his voice. Yeah. Well, we don't need you. We just need your accent. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Zutalos or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And I and as the movie kind of goes, I like everything we see like through Pierce because he's this yeah. he's a French anthropologist. He is um he, he has gone around to the um like different tribes just studying non-Western cultures and their spiritual uh, like rituals and, and think of that may and, and things of that nature. So he's basically kind of like a national geographic reporter, but not actually like he's like, they moved to LA to um, so he can teach at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, which, Hey, I'll, I'll take that class. Professor Pierce. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. take that class, yeah. Oh, yeah so I mean, it's like they end up getting this house, and then he ends up seeing just like like it's like different things. Like there's you know some spray paint vandal on the house. Uh, you know, he keeps seeing this black van all around. Then he realizes the black van's kind of following him. So from then on, he kind of turns back into that anthropologist, you know, if, if you will, and he just ends up kind of researching this gang of nomads. Nomads as uh, nomads the fog um he ends up just kind of you know treating them like a, oh, like a, like a tribe and just kind of figuring them out you know oh, you know they you know i follow these people for what do you say like 16 hours they never went home. 30 hours 30 hours and then and, yeah. and, and they and they never went home like they mm-hmm. just drove around like but and this is the the kind of weird thing sorry plot uh plot twist for halfway through this movie that came out 37 years ago mm-hmm. he's the only one that sees them Mm-hmm. You no, know, every vision he sees is because the the way it's believed as this movie kind of goes on, we have like like a minute and a half of exposition that pretty much solves everything later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, betwixt uh, somebody on the phone who we never heard of and this other random nurse friend who we're supposed to care about and don't. That uh, essentially, it's that. Uh, Pierce says he's been following these, uh, like following these people, uh, all these people around, not the people in LA, but like just the different cultures. He uh, apparently attracted a, um, a nomad, which is like a, a, an, an Inuit trickster. 
I forgot what they call here. It says here it's like Inwatak. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that all kinds of wrong. If there's any Inuits listening, feel free to sue me. Don't please don't. I don't have any money. Or yeah, I don't. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. So, but basically, as these spirits take a human form, they're you know violent, mischief, and they can kill you. Um, but they also don't want people to know that they exist. So if you know they exist, they're pretty much going to kill you to make sure that they can keep existing in private and secret Yeah. to conduct their heinous acts. Therefore, it almost seems like these, um, these things, these nomads are essentially Eskimo Loki. Yeah, I guess so. Trickster mischief. Yeah. Killing lots of people. But the, all these memories are seen through the eyes of Dr. Flax. Eileen Flax. Mm-hmm. That's such a fucking eighties name. Mm-hmm. Like well, they just, was eighties. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was dripping. It was dripping. It, it, it was eighties without all the eighties nostalgia in terms of just overall feel and everything Pierce wore. Oh, she was uh, Stephanie Rogers in Dallas. Yes. For six episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's weird because I know that name and it's probably just from, you know, hearing it on soap operas or something that my mom or my grandmother or something was watching, but she's a uh, Leslie and down. Like I think I, I think I've heard that name before, probably like commercial for a Hallmark movie or some shit, but she's seeing all of this stuff. And you know, she ends you up sure it wasn't speaking, for death, uh, death wish five, the face of death. Uh, you know, let's just go with that. Cause I don't care. <laughs> you know, she ends up, but most of this movie is seen through Pierce's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it or, or with him on screen. Yeah. We really don't get a whole lot of uh, Eileen Flax. I mean, she's like she's in the movie as a main character, but she doesn't have anything major until like the third act of the movie, which is where she kind of comes to, you know, I, I guess when she has these memories, she blacks out or she ends up kind of just doing these memories at the same time. Because at one point, Hey, big surprise to me is it was a big surprise to you. Pierce Brosnan got nude folks and we got to see him hanging brain. Yeah, didn't know I was going to see that today. <laughs> a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know he goes to bed with his wife, and then the next morning we assume that the wife is talking to Pierce, but she's talking to Doctor Flax, who is also, I guess, nude in her room or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like he's talking to she's talking to, to Pierce's wife Nikki, and just kind of explain that she's seeing everything that he saw and his wife didn't see any of this stuff, you know, in, in terms of like attackers or anything along those lines. So it's all news to her. You know, she all she knew was that Pierce would kept complaining that, you know, they're making him crazy, but he would never say what it was, you know, essentially to kind of keep their existence secret. But as they're getting ready to leave town, basically every nomad outside of our four Adamant and his backing band, we mm. don't really see too much aside from them until the end of this movie when there's like every Hell's Angel and fucking the UCLA area shows up and just destroys the house and one of them like gets up to the attic where they're hiding and doesn't do anything just like smirks and she stares at him yeah I assume when she started yelling was when she she saw how Pierce died yeah that's what I that's what I assumed when she started screaming yeah 
And his wife even keeps asking, like, has it happened? Has it happened? And she doesn't say anything because yeah. I guess she's not saying anything to keep the secret from traveling. Maybe. But I guess she told her friend at the hospital because her friend gets attacked and then dies in a car accident. Yeah. And the, the weirdest fucking scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. And then as they're leaving the state, you know, another you know, nomad shows up and kind of leads them out of the state. And then they look back at him. It turns out it was Pierce Brosnan the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I guess as he died, he then became one of them, part of the crew, yeah. part of the ship. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, this was a, a, a tight 90 minute movie. Yeah, it really was. I'm not trying to like blow through it, but there's not much more to tell from that, except the scene where he kind of realizes what's going on. I, I, I did miss that. Is when he's being chased and um, he shows up at like that one like house that they're always hanging out in front of, and then he mm-hmm. ends up inside. And then, like, that nun who's played by Francis Bay shows up, mm-hmm. and then he thinks that the nun is real the whole time. And then it turns out it's just another thing that they're seeing because she's, um, <clears throat> I mean, she, she was killed by them too, but I guess she doesn't, she helps those, I guess, who can see her or, yeah. or something along those lines. Or say, oh, you have to leave town. I guess they can't leave California. That's weird. But I guess that's how they get saved. But like that, that was a pretty cool scene. Then when the when the gang shows up dressed as nuns and the ones like flash their tits, I'm like, this is just weird now. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure McTiernan was on something. <laughs> yeah. A- anything. <laughs> anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I do you have a favorite scene at all? Does anything jump out at you? Is, uh, this is amazing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's when he was the, developing the film and he, they weren't in the photos. That was pretty cool. That was yeah. pretty cool, a really cool moment. I like when he's um, just everything with him documenting them, like it's a nature. Show. Yeah, yeah. That but was even cool. like, <laughs> but even like the. Some of the underlings just kind of ignore his presence, and then like Adam Ant will, you know, is just kind of sitting there, you know, looking down. All of a sudden, he like stares right at Pierce. Yeah. You know, then, he break, then he breaks out in the stand and deliver. Followed by Goody Two Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I you know, I I don't, and I don't really inherently have a least favorite scene in the movie either. I actually felt my found myself really enjoying the movie you know and i guess that's that's kind of a cool thing we maybe should try to do this like every so often like find a movie that neither of us have ever seen and review it and get a fresh you know like a, a real real true fresh take on the movie because i really enjoyed the movie i mean yeah, it's not it's not perfect you know no, by any means by but, any means but it's i thought it was a really enjoyable nice suspense horror movie that that oh um, you know what that was that that was one of the things i liked about it was just the overall atmosphere of the movie yeah. Like it always felt like there was some sort of bubbling tension that was going to hit something and it didn't hit. Now, typically when you get that and it doesn't hit, you're, you're like, oh, what, what the fuck? Nothing happened. Yeah, this is pointless. But it just kind of it builds to something, but doesn't drop off completely. It just drops down to like another point where it can just start building suspense again. Like there's no real big blow off. No. You know, like, like we don't actually see like the full like like how Pierce died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just get like little flashes and glimpses of, of him essentially just getting his ass beat by the nomads until they beat him to death. But it's just like it's just a great suspenseful movie. And like 
very I mean like there's very little substance to it but it didn't need a whole lot mm-hmm. I mean the the plot was kind of I thought the I, you see a plot like this now would probably work in 86 I don't think anyone knew what to really expect yeah I mean this if anything this may have made some money overseas probably made most of its money overseas but if anybody saw it here it's probably because they're like hey that's the nice boy from Remington Steel mm-hmm. Pierce's French accent was bad it was not good it was it was bad. He does a lot of things well, and that ain't it. Yeah. Unfor- I mean, I don't want to be mean about it, but yeah, well, he was. He's an Irishman that grew up in London trying to do a Frenchman. Yeah. So. Do yourself a favor, guys. Don't. But definitely check out this movie at least once, yeah, just to, would... just to be like, hey, I saw this. So, so you either say, hey, this is pretty good, or what the hell did those idiots tell me to watch? Yeah, I would totally check this out. I think it's a really enjoyable film. And uh, it's a nice little niche cult movie starring. I'm gonna. I truly believe this. I'm one of the biggest actors of all time. Yeah, I, I truly believe. I, I believe Pierce is a list. I think he's an icon, um, and he's one of the biggest actors ever. I mean, you have to be when you're James Bond, especially yeah. for as long as he was in four movies. You know. Yep. So, what so. was your out of ten on this? Three out of uh, ten. I'll give it like a seven and a half. I'm going like six. It's. Yeah. It was, I mean, I didn't think it was like bad, bad. Like, it's like enjoyable. Like, I'll give it a rewatch, but yeah, I thought seven was just too high for yeah. most of this movie. Yeah, I guess I could, you know, said what's a 75% in school? Like a C? C. Yeah, it's like a C. Yeah, it's yeah. just solid attempts passing, deep, you know, good, enjoyable movie. I mean, at least that's what, at least that's what they were when we were in school. I don't know if the, these things have been adjusted at all. I'm sure. For all we know, a C could be 45. <laughs> yeah, who knows. the fuck knows anymore? But um, you know, that's and I hate to cut it, I hate to end it so short, but that's kind of it. Yeah. The movie, I mean, it, we it's, can it's pretty not, much guarantee that the next episode is not going to be this short because no. just because of the gravity of the movie. And yes. The, no once again, no spoilers. Also, I apologize for not throwing the hint up. Because uh, life just kind of got in the way. But also, don't think no, we knew. Don't think we. It was really hard to probably do a vague hint for this. I would have. I, yeah, I don't even know what I would have put up. Maybe I don't know. Here says Remington Steel. No, it would have been him as a Thomas Crown affair. Then like, oh, is, is this a movie about heist? It's like no. It's just that they're both Pierce Brosnan. Put put the poster of After the Sunset on up. No, I would have put up the the poster for or the title card for the TV show in the heat of the night because the one doctor plays Bubba on in the heat of the night. <laughs> Dante's Peak, Lawnmower yeah. Man. Yeah, the one boomer that would listen to us would know that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's a simple movie. It, it's no. a quick movie. It doesn't drag, so it's it's you know, is what it is. Not every not every episode is going to be an hour and a half, everybody. Um, but which is true because most of them are only about an hour. <laughs> yeah. so um hey i got nothing else to add to this i got nothing i mean it was uh a nice little movie to kind of find that i did hadn't actually heard of yeah until you know a few months ago but yeah. you know but that but that's the joy in some and especially in horror movies because there's you know like, like we're horror aficionados like like we like watching the movies but he, but there's a whole like cavalcade of stuff that we just have never seen Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like finding stuff like that and always checking out like a new horror movie. That's 
like that's usually pretty exciting because you don't know what mm-hmm. you're getting because you really don't know what you're getting. So yeah. no, you're right, totally right. But hey, if you got nothing else to add, um, I think I'm good. Uh, real quick, everybody, go watch Ahsoka. It's phenomenal. Season per, season finale was last night. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, George saw it, and he hasn't watched any other episodes, but he saw the season finale last night with me and Kevin. So hey, that counts. Um, it means it just means I'm gonna watch him backwards now. Yeah, just you literally just watch it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, check it out. It's a great show. I think it's the best Star Wars show so far. Um, uh, but hey, we'll see you in a few days. Part four. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, but I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and we'll see you in the horror verse.